0: Drummer Urban Tech Talk on the Radio with Jim Newson Today we are supposed to be talking about how technology is impacting the film industry and our special guest today is Mike Dennis, a Real Black Incorporated, and John Porter. Now Mike Dennis may not show through. Um Um, Less than last week, this week his grandmother, who's very close to, passed away. So I'm not sure if Mike will be here today, and right now he has our condolences and is in our prayers. So we are, um, we just finished listening to Power, and that is by Johnny Popcorn from the album The Black Crow." And we like to thank Hezekiah for allowing us to um, play that song and use that song. Okay, so um, we're waiting for Jim Newsom to call in. And as we wait for Jim Newsom to call in, we will um, go over a little... Um, We'll talk a little bit about the Urban Tech Fair. Just for let everyone know, this is the official radio broadcast of the Urban Tech Fair. And the Urban Tech Fair, it is a national movement that takes place locally. The goal of the Urban Tech Fair is to go into various communities and provide an infrastructure that allows the community to realize that technology Innovation and resources, which AKA a lot of times can be called Silicon Valley, actually exist in their backyard. And by us being aware of and knowing the rich resources and talent and innovation that we are, that already exist in our community, and providing a way, the Urban Tech Fair demonstrates how. You become aware and how you can use technology to build your community, and we go into each community, and that's what we do. And so, we want um, everyone to realize what you have, and show you tools you can use to collaborate together to just continuously build a better community. That um, we're along with the. President Broadband's initiative. So, of course, one of our goals is to increase the number of households with broadband access to provide resources, information, everything from not just Internet access to computers to um, training, classes, education, free resources, places you can go and get Education and technology for free from major and universities. Just um, knowledge and information about what's going on in the tech field. Um, opportunities for um, for for you, for children, for adults in the workforce, for entrepreneurs. We also partner with the America 21 Project, and one of their main goals is to find um, to develop resources of funding. Amongst African-Americans for African-American entrepreneurs, tech entrepreneurs. So um, there are just a lot of wonderful, phenomenal things that we do have going on. And the Urban Tech Fair wants to be a conduit to share that great news, as well as to help people strategize, to collaborate strategically so that we can move vertical and, you know, really – come up to par with um, technology where we should be so to learn more about the Urban Tech Fair you can visit www.urbantechfair.org that's www.urbantechfair.org and then Mr. Jim Newsom can tell you a little bit more Hi Jim Good evening everybody. Hey, how are you, sir?
1: Fine. Okay. So... I was hoping that was my cue to uh, say a little bit more about the Urban Tech Fair. Maybe I interrupted you. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, I was hoping you would. (laughs) No, I was hoping you would. I know I didn't give the technical um explanation but i want to you know uh, attempt to create images in people's minds
1: but go ahead please share more well you know you do a very good job about not only creating images but expressing and illustrating what the urban tech fair and its purest essence is uh me and you debate sometimes whether it's a a showcase or a learning experience and we believe that uh By showing people what's available already in their community, we can take away the excuses of why they can't succeed through technology. That technology is not somebody, not a a white man's business. That technology is not uh, uh, government's business. That technology is not uh, some corporation's business. The technology is you, and as the world changes around you, you've got to be ready to to change as well. This whole country is going through a flux due to technology and we as a people have got to be ready to capitalize on it if we're ever going to complete compete in a global economy. And that's what we're trying to say with the Urban Tech Fair is that everything that you need, everything that you can find in Silicon Valley exists in your own backyard. And we intend to showcase it, highlight it, promote it lift them up. All those people that are working in the trenches that are doing good work every day in our community and getting no acknowledgement and no praise, urban tech fairs come to shout their names and highlight the positive in our neighborhood instead of what the media likes to claim as the uh news of the day.
0: Well that is so true and and that's what I think is so great about your vision, and that's why I, you know, generally support it, because those are the types of things that we need to do. And to be honest, there are a lot of things. There are a lot of people who are doing a lot of good things. We just many times just don't realize it. And and sometimes we just don't realize it just because we just don't. And, you know, nothing more than we just, um,
1: <clears throat> you know, don't realize it because... Um, In in our own worlds, we're also caught up in trying to live day-to-day to to grind out a living. Uh, Statistics show that most people don't travel outside of 50 miles of where they work and live, and that's the knowledge base. We only know what's around us, but yet we don't know what's on the other side of that silo, what's on the other side of that mental barrier that we've created because we're just too busy to listen or just too busy to read or just too busy to learn.
0: Mhm. Or, you know, and yes, yeah, some of it is that And some of it is just, you know, for I live in Philadelphia and I think to today Somebody could tell me about a street that I did not know existed And I just didn't think it could be any more streets that I did not know So sometimes we just, you know, we don't know everything that's necessarily going on around us And You know, I think with the decline of the family became the decline of the community, and we all move inside our own personal spaces. So a lot of times we just don't realize what the person down the street does. We don't have a clue. (laughs) What were you saying, Tim?
1: We've got to come together as a community if we're going to survive as a people, as a nation. We've got to come together. And uh, as I often say, the Urban Tech Fair is not only about bridging the digital divide, but the cultural divide as well. The good people in our community, regardless of their race or culture, they want the same thing you and I want, safe streets, good schools, jobs. These are universal uh, desires that every uh, man and woman in this country would like to see happen in their neighborhood somewhere close by. And what we're saying at the Urban Tech Fair is that it's there. It exists already. It's just a matter of you taking advantage of the opportunities that are presenting themselves, whether it be from a business perspective, an educational perspective, or just from being a a participant and good citizen in our community. The opportunities abound, and there's thousands of people doing good work every day Whether they be black, white, green, or yellow. And we've got to lift them up. We've got to support them. We've got to do for ourselves instead of waiting for government or some big corporation to come in and do for us.
0: That's true. Well, um, one thing, I don't know, did you, I don't know if you got a chance to hear, but um, Mike Dennis' um, grandmother, who is extremely close to, died this week. Oh. So, I'm, you know, he may be at, at, um, you know, I'm pretty
1: sure
0: the funeral. I'm pretty sure the funeral may have been, you know, probably yesterday or maybe tomorrow. It's It's been that close. So I'm not sure. Um, I wasn't sure if he would call in. So I did want to share that. So um, he had well, definitely in
1: the family. Let him know that he uh, has my condolences, and uh, you know we have uh, uh, many opportunities to to lift up and talk about his organization, and uh, yeah. he's welcome to come back when it's you know more convenient or more palatable.
0: Definitely. Now, but what is real interesting? Um, I mean, Real Black's been around in Philadelphia for a while. And, again, this is proof of coming together as a community. That's where I really was interested. Um, well, you know, and technology has really opened up the film industry, especially as far as distribution in the independent film industry. But also what Real Black has done, and then they're part of another movement called Affirm. And um, a matter of fact, Affirm is on Facebook as well. But, um what they have done is they first formed as a, or to keep people um, aware of what's going on in the film industry with black films. So whenever anyone comes to town or anybody has any kind of black film that comes out, whether it's a major or if it's independent, they let everyone know. You join, they send out news blasts, okay, this film's coming down, please, everybody, come out and support the film. Come out and support the film. It's important they may have conversations um, oh a night out a trip out or something that they may have in order to um you know get people to come together to come out opening weekend to make sure that the film can you know does well opening weekend and that it um continues on. So that was initially what they've done. And then they, you know, they had, um, they've been doing a video show for years where they, you know, they interview everyone, they have their, you know, TV show that they do, and every person, celebrity that comes to town, they generally cover, interview them. And then when the Firm Movement came, they became the host um, organization for a firm. And what a firm is... um, now, I'm not great at saying her name, but um it's duvet, and she's from your area. She was the first black woman that um <clears throat> won at sundance and um <clears throat> she started this whole distribution system, and we <clears throat> what they did they got the the film um the film organizations like Sundance in every city there's some um film or festival organization they got each of them to commit to okay we're going to put out a film um a film and everyone is going to get behind it so it started with her film I I I will follow and they put the film out and each organization, they would do just like what Real Black was already doing. They encouraged and they did a big push. Now, these are independent films. And they each opened up in the city um, for, uh, under one of the major um, film houses for, you know, it was a limited opening. So they may open up, say, in, initially in ten cities and um, for a weekend. And so that weekend, you know, they were playing, and everyone would push, push, push for people to just go out, go out and see the film. And then after they did that their first weekend, it launched the film into a longer run, and it was very successful. And now they're on the third film, and that is just one example, you know, how structured movement, we say, okay, we're going to get together, we're all going to come together and go out and support and then they're able to, you know, actually move independent films through, you know, commercial releases in the major movie theaters to have a run that most of them would never be able to have such a run. And so um, this just some exciting things. And since I said it's like about the third year, now um, Real Black started our own, another film festival here in Philadelphia called Black Star film festival which the first year was this year which start was in july so um that is the firm movement is really um something that's exciting and um it's just something i was real proud of because it's actually a show something where people have actually come together as opposed to you know the opposite of you know being against one another fighting or this is a great movement but the movement never really took off because
1: there wasn't enough um
0: structured move you know, enough people coming together under the movement.
1: Well yeah it's a prime example and a good example. I just wish uh uh the brother was able to be on the show to talk about it because the whole dynamics of film distribution is changing. Uh everybody's talking about the uh second screen now. Not meaning the uh, big screen in a the theater, not meaning the TV screen in your house, but the screen on your uh, your cell phone or your tablet. As we develop into a more of a mobile and connected world, then the opportunities for monetization and distribution of independent uh, films and entertainment products, virtual products, products of the mind, become wider and opener. So that more people can get involved in the game, and more people can uh, uh, distribute, market, and make money during performing their art.
0: Yes, that's definitely. And there are um, the last film that just just released, and that was not too long ago, was Restless City, and then um, she has one that's coming out in October. And that was one of the reasons we wanted to promote and get that known. But maybe next week we we'll, um, we can at least have them call in in two weeks at least to let us know how to support that. Uh, so,
1: speaking of Kim, uh, did, did you notice uh, Reggie Kim joined the uh, Facebook discussion group uh, last
0: week? Reggie Kim?
1: Yeah, R-E-G-I. Uh, she did uh, My Nappy Roots. She's the uh, director behind that, and uh, that is, has that is blossomed out into a movement which she calls the uh, International Hair Heritage, H-A-I-R-I-T-A-G-E, with the emphasis on hair. Mm-hmm. And as part of uh, natural hair movement, uh, she's created a series of uh, short films, two-minute videos, and so forth that she's screening relative to the beauty of the uh, of the natural black hair, different styles and different ways it can be done. So video okay. is just such a, a great tool in terms of marketing or distributing or getting your message out. And even, uh, as you know, Jackie, we're trying to get more people involved in creating videos with their uh, smartphones and their tablets as part of the uh, Urban Tech Fair. We yeah. really have a, a video contest. Uh, Tommy Wright, who's uh, on our advisory board and a member of the discussion group, is an award-winning uh, uh, TV documentary and uh, sports director. Uh, he's involved and he's willing to share the knowledge. Uh, uh, James Hines is at the Cannes Film Festival every year, promoting uh, uh, black film. He's done a lot of a lot of uh, work in the uh, black film industry. Uh, there's a number of, of entertainers that I know here in L.A. that are looking to uh, develop alternative sources of distribution, and I believe that technology is it. It's a great tool if we just learn how to use it right. And as you say, if we support each other.
0: Yes, and, you know, sometimes, I mean, the simplest of technology is just to say it's started of a real black just by... One, they've been using video for a while. That's really got them popular and known because they interview it. Like, everyone that comes to town, they interview it and they put it on video. And they've been one of the longer organizations using it consistently, you know, as a show. But then simple emailing, just by e-blasting. But consistently, that's the way they let everyone know what's going on. From the e-blast, everyone sends text messages. And they and they send purpose text when they actually get out. And I think um, a lot of our groups are just starting entertainers or more independent ones are starting to learn how to do activation, text activation programs, which mean when you're actually out of the event, during the event, you can take a moment to have people, everyone text this, everyone text that. Um, some people may need to get a little bit more strategic in what they're requesting, but still, Again, that's another opportunity because if you have so many people hit up on Facebook and say, we all check in that we're at this event here, that does a whole lot. One, it makes everybody say, wow, that's happening. I might need to get down there. Creases your SEO. increases your visibility. It just does so much for you at one time. And this is technology that we walk around with every day, and we're not – Um, Sometimes I think people get so scared because they think technology, it's, you know, this big, huge thing. We're not even, you know, we're not talking about writing any programs and all. You text, you know, you text people. That's how we inform people. But it's a big thing because, you know, you don't have to call someone, wait for them to answer you know, hope, they have to write everything down. You get to write down your specific message, what you want, send it, whether the person is there or not. When they do get there, boom, they have it. And then they can respond back. And so those are some of the basic technologies that we use every day that um, are being used right now to to make a big difference.
1: It's so true. Uh, it's, it's the power of the masses. Uh, they were talking about the uh, Obama's, uh, after the Demo- after Obama's speech during the Democratic Convention, they got the most tweets in history. I think it was like 20 million tweets came immediately after Obama got through speaking about his speech. So, mm-hmm. you know, when a million uh, uh, 500, or 500,000 or 1,000 people holler somebody in the forest hears it the tree just doesn't fall by itself
0: and you know and like just that ramification has so much first of all how long 10 years ago how long would it have taken you to get that statistical data of how many people actually listened in or heard when a president was speaking on television how long would it have gotten to take their statistical data? And, uh, and I bet you the tweets is even a little bit more accurate. But it just gives you an idea of the, our, automatically the number of people watching in. And um, that statistical data, the gathering of it was so much harder and cost so much more money. And that's one thing technology has done for us to – um, online activity allows you just to get information and analytics and statistical data back, like, almost for nothing. And um, it just makes it so much easier cheaper. And then it makes it, allows you to do things, you know, better because you have some real information. You at least got a little bit of idea who likes it or who doesn't like it, who's responding, who's not. But I just thought about that, you know, 10 well, years ago. an
1: important point, Jackie, because uh, before you can get a, a, a major commercial release, the theater owners want to know that somebody wants to come see this film. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, 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 10,000 downloads or uh, got a uh, 100,000 downloads on YouTube or YouTube stream or you've got uh, uh, thousands of followers at your fan page. Just is a way, as you say, to have statistical, analytical data as to who your fan base is and who's more likely, likely to come out and view that film and pay that $5 so the theater owner can make money as well as you because everybody, it is a business, everybody's involved in it to make money. And so mm-hmm. you've got to be sure that you have a, a market audience be able to define them. As you've been mm-hmm. saying with the urban taxpayer, you've got to be able to define your market before you can even address them, uh, before you can develop a message for a specific group of people. you got to know who that group of people is and where they hang out and what they're interested in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that type of paperwork is so important to moving any type of product forward, whether it be a dependent film Uh, a a new uh, MP3 or or CD or whether it be a a bit, you've got to be able to identify who your target audience is and what's the best and most efficient way to reach them. And technology, Mm as you get online, whether you're talking about text messaging or SMS or whether you're talking about uh, email or social media, it brings instant results.
0: That are verifiable to anybody. Yes, and I mean it. Can, and it can be used in you know so many ways, so many different levels. It's not just for big business. Um, you could be a church person. And you could have you know your church could have a Facebook page, and you and you have an event and you promote an event and you'll notice that people um, just say if you decide to get an ad and a Facebook ad. Um, they would probably maybe cheaper because you can target it than doing all the local newspapers if you have got a limited budget. So say you spend forty dollars on Facebook advertising, well you can target that advertising to your neighborhood, and then you can you'll get an idea who responded back. You'll figure find out that so many people responded back actually who they because they saw it on Facebook and they this and that, and you can it can it'll let you know okay. We have more people than I realize or less people than we realize actually, you know, looking at us on Facebook or maybe people are you may not have realized that people were coming from a neighborhood that maybe you didn't even realize that you were touching. And that's just simply because you didn't really have the data, and then you realize, oh wow, well, if people coming from that area, we may need to reach out to that area more. Let's make sure we put out flyers over there. Just simple things like that. It, you know, it's helpful information, and um, a lot of it you can get for free, you know. But it's um, and all of these with social medias with, uh, with the what's the Foursquare and. I don't even know all of them, but there's a lot of location-based social medias that can be really helpful. And just like you can list, you know, churches and organizations, any brick and mortar, you can list yourself on Google for free. That's a free listing, and it's really helpful because what happens when people and get on Foursquare for free? And what they do when people go on there and they're in the area? Well, I'm in this zip code. I'm in one nine one two two. And I'm visiting in Philadelphia, and I feel like I may want to go to the church, to a church. Let me see what churches are in this area. This is where I'm at. And then what they do, they'll bring out everything that's in that area. And it allows, you know, for no cost. You don't have to advertise or anything. And, um, you know, whenever people are searching, they, you know, they have the ability to find you. So, you know, those things are exciting. They're, you know, they're not that difficult, but it really does empower the church with, like, no real marketing budget down the street to still be able to participate and to strategically um, reach out to people. So, um, and you know, whether that's a church or it could be a nonprofit organization, you know, it could be teachers. You, you know, people have specialty curriculum. And another man, I'm um, just joined, Ted Tillman. He has a really nice software he developed that, you know, helps tutors because his idea is that, you know, parents are working and the standard workday is a lot of times 10 to 12 hours when you add in travel back and forth. Then you got to come home, fix dinner, and that, and everything that the parents really don't have time or energy to sit down with their children to do homework and all. So he's developed this software that, you know, helps as like a tutor. And, um, again, it's, you know, the technology and different things can help them, you know, easily let people know about it. And, all of those great different things, but I just like to, you know, relate it to different levels. You know, it is used from big business to small business to everyday use to community use. And, there, you know, we can all engage technology at some level that's comfortable with to us.
1: And, you know, another thing for uh, independent filmmakers and musicians to think about is that just because you post – uh your uh, your your film or your preview up on a service like uh, YouTube or Ustream doesn't mean that you're giving it away. If you draw the right type of crowd or the right type of numbers, then uh, not only will YouTube pay you, but other advertisers will come to you to see if they can get product placement on your next video or your next film on YouTube. There is a whole nother audience and a way of monetizing uh, through uh, YouTube and Google TV. Everybody's trying to come out with original film programming. Apple is coming out with a new device called Apple TV. And what are they going to show? The same things you see now on cable. There is a demand and a need for new programming, for new original concepts. And who better to develop them concepts than our community? With the tools that are at hand now, it isn't difficult to basically put together a short film or or to outline your script and see what type of response you get, and then you can develop it bit by bit as you bring up each episode, and you can make money while you're doing it. Uh, I was reading the other day how uh, Yahoo is setting up a, uh, a video service, and they're talking about paying for new programming. YouTube just invested, I think, $200 million into uh, a new original programming just for YouTube.
0: And they've made a lot of changes as well. They've upgraded, and now you can live stream from YouTube via your Google Hangouts. And um, I just saw just this weekend another change and an ability to do something that I don't think no one else yet has. And I can't remember because I just saw it in the midst of, you know, working. Um, but YouTube has made a lot of upgrades
1: to well, stay competitive. they're coming out with uh, new software that allows you to edit on the fly. Uh, like if you're doing a, a live uh, broadcast or a live stream to be able to add in uh, captions and names and so forth while you're doing it from your cell phone or your tablet via the cloud.
0: Yeah, and that's still coming on par, but they um, and because you can that can be done on other platforms, but they have even some things that even allow that has. I saw something this week that they're doing that I haven't even seen on other platforms, and so it's like they're coming up with the best of you know of everything, bringing it there, and um, I think the live. St- uh, the ability to live stream across YouTube you know really makes them competitive cause that's where other platforms may have outperformed YouTube because the ability to live stream but now and then you connect it with your Google Hangout and of course things you do across Google really helps in your search engine optimiza- optimization so um your SEO so um those things really benefit and again Method and mode of distribution It just really makes it um, It really makes it um, clear And again another thing said too You know you check out your terms of You know the the terms of agreement As far as ownership But um, you know you, know, you just, too, have the ability to copyright your work. And I think just by the mere fact that you post it in its original content and you can right there put put your copyright there, that, you know, starts the process. So that's another thing you can do on the Internet is immediately document that it, where it can't be taken away. And you can always go back and find it.
1: So, You're right. Nothing on the Internet goes away. Yeah. Sometimes you have
0: to be very aware of that. That that can be a two edged sword. <laughs> so you do need to be very mindful. Nothing goes away on the internet. And um <clears throat> but that can work in your behalf if someone does attempt to take something that you had already created that you can actually go find a footprint of when you created it. Where it would supersede, um you know, the
1: the other person well, who copies. That, that goes back to the poor man's copyright. You remember they used to tell us all the time to take your uh, your document and put it in a mm-hmm. uh, letter and address it in the stamp and mail mm-hmm. it to yourself at one open yeah. and if the mm-hmm. U.S. government should when it was created, what they call yeah. a, a poor man's uh, copyright. Yes, yeah, so the same, is this. Yeah. Can be done through the internet where you post it up on the internet and then there's an official record and date stamp as to when it was first put up, which carries more weight in court than quote unquote going through the whole process of getting a, uh, a legal copyright stamp by the uh, Library of Congress.
0: Yeah, and um, and you don't even have to say post it publicly, you can do it in an email. That email is, is timed and date stamped. If that's not, you know, your choice for a public post, you can do it as an email. Email it to yourself. (laughs) It's still dated and stamped. And believe me, because I have saved emails. um, Sometimes when I felt business was not being done appropriately or certain things weren't being said, I've taken those emails and filed them in case I needed them for documentation. So um, they really do hold up.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, that's, again, one of the advantages that uh, uh, technology brings to the marketplace. And this is the type of information we're trying to spread through the uh, urban tech fairs that we're going to be doing around the country.
0: Yes. So where are we looking at starting, Jim?
1: Everybody's talking about Philly, you know, birthplace <laughs> of our nation.
0: When not the OKI get ready to come on?
1: Oh, Herschel's so excited they're doing such big things. But I was talking with uh, Brother Hassan Sharif out of New York uh, this week, and he's ready to go. He's got his organization together. He's talked to uh, Columbia State University in terms of a venue. Uh, he's got some music contacts and, and, and club promoters ready to sponsor. Uh, he he really feels that New York should be first. I know we've got a lot of fans in the Big Apple.
0: Yeah, well, he said May. He said they were looking at May, so I think we got a couple before then. But it's just they have it planned and ready. You know, we know that Newark is—they're um, doing the first of the year, and we got the OKI coming up in October, and Philly coming somewhere between the OKI and Newark that um, is really, really laying out. And now people are going to have to start competing for their their, their month because <laughs> <laughs> they really, they're going to have to start competing for their time because, you know, these cities are booking and laying them down. Well, and uh, we said, have Atlanta come aboard with Markel. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: uh, you made a statement earlier about the Urban Tech Fair being my vision. But it's truly our vision. It it was built on the spirit of Ubitu that we are because of all of us. And just like you and uh, David Muhammad and and Herschel Daniels and Lynn Cooper and Cynthia Walker and all of them have just gravitated to the idea and picked it up and ran with it. That's what it's about. It's, It's our urban tech fair, and it's about showcasing us.
0: Yeah. And what's relevant in each area. Just like um the OKI, um a lot of their focus is you, do you know their tech challenge yet? Say again. For the OKI, you know what their tech challenge that they're working with?
1: Uh no, but as Herschel uh Herschel Daniels being an engineer and having an engineering firm and having coming up with the uh the patent for how to recycle uh wastewater into uh, uh, yeah. energy and uh and to drinkable water.
0: They're, yeah. There's the recycled wastewater we have. New York is going to be dealing with um they're probably gonna be dealing with things around the music industry. And what's exciting about them, the urban tech fair there is going to launch a local resource center. Tech A tech resource center where people can come and, you know, get computers, use computers, you know, get instructions, learn online, and just um, an overall resource center, um, that's what that's going to launch. So at the end of the Urban Tech Fair, at the end of the 30 days, there will actually be something left there that will still be ongoing, which is a resource center. And so that's what they're using, the Urban Tech Fair, to launch this resource center.
1: Well, and, as you um, constantly remind me, um, Ms. Urban Tech Fair chairperson, as you <laughs> constantly remind me, if it, it the, the classes themselves will leave a legacy as people begin to network and learn about what's available in their community and how they can use it, that knowledge will not go away. And there will be people uh, there's always one out of a bunch. There will be people that will take that knowledge and use it for the benefit of our, our entire community. I believe in that. and I, 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 as my, my goal and my, my expectation is that the Urban Tech Fair is going to create new businesses, new markets, new ways to distribute goods and services to lift up our entire community.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, it definitely will. And, um, you know, automatically people just, you know, and there's a lot of different issues in a lot of different areas. There's certain ones they, you know, people are looking to focus on. But, um, and it's a lot of cross issues. And so I think what's really good when they, they focus on one issue, but these are also issues that other communities are having. So what's interesting, you know, at the end of the first year, we have either apps and games dealing with you know say anywhere from 10 to 17 issues at the end of our first year that everyone can cross use to help out other communities exactly, and so, exactly. yeah and so that's. And like the
1: whole the whole process will be a, a webcast anyway so that those people that have an idea uh can be inspired even though they don't live in that particular city They can see what they're doing in Philadelphia. They can see what's happening in Cincinnati in regards to innovation and software and free tools and links of how to learn, how to do this and where to get that to develop their own ideas outside of the Urban Tech Fair. It's about spreading the knowledge.
0: But, yeah, and also, though, just, you know, to share with everyone that each urban tech fair, there will be a three-day tech challenge, and that tech challenge will address an issue or concern or need in that community. You know, each area has an organizing committee, and then they decide, you know, what they want to use the tech challenge for. And the end result is either an app or a game. So it's not just you're going to be seeing what people do and then you have to watch that and figure there will be an end result. There will be an app or a game that you will be able to obtain and that can be used, you know, in the same way it, you know, addresses an issue in that area. It can, you know, cross help. So even though, you know, you only get to choose one because you can't focus on everything, you know, nine times out of ten, another city We can almost say 10 out of 10. Another issue that another city is addressing is something that's still relevant in your community. So just that cross-information really helps, even though we'll come out with 10 to 17 products. But the cross-use of all of those products will exponentially, as we talk about your permutations and combinations, (laughs) They will, well, you, know, you know, create all of these new um, outcomes, you know, through the usage of these um, other software and games, the apps and the games.
1: Well, you know, uh, since the show was uh, originally targeted for uh, filmmakers and, 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 in, and artists, uh, I wanted to say that the tech challenges that are going on right now, uh, happening across this country sponsored by, uh, uh, major corporations and, and municipalities and, and other, uh, uh, entities, whether you're talking about the, uh, AT&T this week is doing a, a app, doing a tech challenge to see who can come up with the best app for, uh, texting while driving to prevent or educate people against that. But, uh, I advise filmmakers and so forth to go to these tech challenges when they hear about it because even though they may think, well, I'm a filmmaker, I am i don't have an idea for uh, how to in, uh, uh driving while texting, or I don't have an idea for a product per se. But when you go to the tech challenge, you'll meet the programmers, the graphic artists, uh, the industry people, that can help you move an idea for your film or your new album. These people are all there, they're excited, they're there to have fun, to meet other people, to network. Why not meet you? Why not learn about your film? Why not learn about your idea? And then they can come together to help you outside of that challenge. But you know that there will be X number of people attending either, like uh, New York has the... uh, uh, Mayor's cha- Challenge by uh, uh, Mayor Bloomberg, where mm-hmm. he's giving away $50 million for the best idea. Uh, Atlanta has a challenge. Chicago has an ongoing challenge. Uh, like I said, most of your uh, major corporations from uh, Nissan, Nissan has the Garage Innovation Challenge right now. Miller's and Coors Beer has the uh, uh, Urban Entrepreneurs Challenge going on right now, $50,000 for the best business plan. Uh, there's all types of ways to to move your project forward and find the help you need to take it to the next level because the key that Silicon Valley has taught us, if nothing else, is in team making. Uh, uh, Steve Jobs would have been nothing without his partner, Wozniak. Uh, uh, Bill Gates, we all know the story of the team of people he had around him to develop Windows. It takes a team of people that are passionate and excited about a single idea to take that idea to fruition. So, you know, you may have developed this script uh, out of a vision, out of a dream that came in your head, and you, you fell in love with it, and you don't want to let it go, and you're afraid somebody's going to steal it from you. But if you don't share your idea, it'll be like the biblical story of the person who put the talents in the ground, and they never grew.
0: Okay. Well, um, this has been a great show. We've talked our way through the show, and um, we hope everyone's doing well. And I'm not sure about Mr. John Porter. He was so excited. We've been having a discussion for two weeks across Google+, Plus and I don't know <laughs> telling you all the great things he's doing about the films that he's working on and um, I'm still working to to master Google Plus myself because I really was uh, attempting to find that post that um, I had posted with um, we've been going back and forth for a while Um, and and I'm trying to i I'm trying to find it because he says about he's doing some films and that's why we're bringing him on. He actually does films. He says, you know, a lot of the things he has the same interest in. And he was talking about films that he's actually doing. And um I guess between him, Bill and us, we've been going back and forth for the conversation on Google Plus. So <laughs> um But maybe, you know, we'll hear from John Porter soon. So um, our next guest, um, we haven't scheduled yet, but I will guarantee you the next show will be an exciting show, well-publicized show, and you're going to learn a lot more about technology. In the meantime, just search for The Digital Drummer and check out some great past shows For the next two weeks, we will get all the archives on one page and you'll be able just to go in and view the shows and um, see everything that's happening and listen to your different favorite shows because we've had a a really great um, group of guests. We've had um, some really great people. So at this point in time... um, we um putting all the archives together so you can just find them all in one place and just see the um, the great group of people that have been on this show, but more importantly, the great information that they are imparting. And I think one of our first guests was not our formal guest, but he called in. Who's the gentleman, the first ISP?
1: Uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Michael Beatty. Mm-hmm. He will uh, he set up Surf Station here in Los Angeles, I believe in the uh, uh, in the 90s, and it was okay. the first black black-owned black owned ISP. He's still providing DSL service to this day. It's up and operating as we speak. Uh, but his main passion is STEM education. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what he does. Uh, he teaches at USC and he. Pr- Provides mobile science labs that he takes around to different schools in the community that don 't have full science labs to teach the kids the basics or get them interested in some of the normal uh, tools and, and apparatus that you find in the science labs so they can become familiar with the tools that they need to follow through on their on their scientific or or their uh, their passion for science so Mike, dr. Michael. Beatty, uh, he's on Facebook, uh, he's on LinkedIn, uh, his company is called Surf Station, uh, I'm not mm-hmm. sure of the uh, URL, but yes, uh, Dr. Beatty is supporting us, uh, I mean, there's so many great people that we've had on the show, from Mike Green to uh, Quasi, I mean, there people out there that have accomplished and have, have, have made it in technology, are willing to give back that knowledge, willing to reach back and help others. And so the old Urban Tech Fair hopefully, if nothing else, can be a vehicle for us to be able to communicate and dispel these, these myths, these classes, uh, uh, these lines that we've drawn in our mind as to uh, uh, who's on first and who's on second. We're in this boat together, and we've got to stroke together in order to get from point A to point B as a community and a people.
0: Yes, and we have to, under, and please remember the concept of the, the kinship community. You know, we had to get back to that day. It's not just our family, but we're all family and in that extended family. And um, through that connection of the extended family where we're watching out for one another, we we get to know one another. And realize what rate richness you have right next door, or right down the street, or right in the next block. For those who are in a city like me, I know some of you guys are further spread out. I don't know what you guys call your. I don't know how do you call your regions. You know, I'm in the city. We call them blocks. I know I got go down south. They say right there, there down the road, right down there. <laughs> 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 they <like 10> <laughs> out. That's another thing, too, It's great to see how different regions work, you know. Culture is great. You know, each region has its own culture, its own dialect, its own language. You know, you know these are things that are fun. You know, I think that's the other fun thing about urban tech fair. We're just learning about a lot of different things about a lot of different areas, and each area has its own specialty. And I think when we were interviewing um, – Lazone Gray. I think that was one thing that came out when, you know, talking about what Kansas City, you know, what that area was known for and, you know, um just different things you may not actually know about different cities. So, um, we wanna say a shout out to Cynthia and Girls Got Geek. <laughs> And there's another thing, just check out Urban Tech Fair. If you just go on Facebook, you can just put in Urban Tech Fair, join our group, like our page, and join in the group. There is um, all the chats are um, archived, so you can even go all the way back to Michael Baby if you want to find out um, links and resources. There's great information in the chats because we try to make sure that we type in the resources, information, everyone's links and all. So go through the chat, and there's a lot of great information there alone. So um, I just, you know, like tell everybody just join us on Facebook, join us on LinkedIn, join the conversation, but more importantly, get involved. Just go to org, sign the list, So you're getting notices of everything that's going on and more and more and more things are happening. So I think we're going to, not just from the, oh, our next shows. Okay, starting in two weeks, we start the City Series. So this is really going to be exciting. You know, our focus is the city. So for the next few months, I think I have a schedule all the way through probably January. Each city team is going to be our guest. We're bringing the forces now into the cities. And so we start uh, in two weeks with the OKI. And that's Herschel Daniel, Bill Houston.
1: OKI stands for Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Urban Take Fair. That's uh, Bill Houston, uh, Herschel Daniels, uh, Todd Adams, I think Roger, Wayne, Madison. Uh, IOT. Yes, Roger, Roger Madison. Yes, Roger Madison.
0: Roger Madison. hmm So um, that whole group. So, again, when we talk about the flavors and culture and the different things of a region, you really, you'll really you be able to get to find that out. So um, each city team um, for every two weeks, and I'll post the whole schedule. I know I wrote it up. I can't remember it all in my head. <laughs> I know we start off with the OKI. And um, each of the team will come on the radio, so you'll get to find out about the various different cities. So it's exciting, and um, it's really going to move. You know, one day it'll seem like, oh, it's been, like, so quiet, and boom, and the next thing you'll know.
1: <laughs> and then Another this is how it's going to hit.
0: <laughs> yeah, You're going to think it's an overnight success, but, Lord, we've been working hard. <laughs> That's the truth, my sister. That's the truth. Yeah, uh, just you just came aware of it overnight, but wow, <laughs> it was a lot of work, but it, it's a good work. So Cynthia, hi, and thank you, Cynthia, and everybody, go to GirlsGotGeek.com dot com. And Jim, your parting words?
1: I uh, just want to know everybody. Let everybody know that we're about you. We're about showcasing you. We're about putting the best face on our community and showing all the hard work, all the good people, all that's being done on your behalf that you may not be aware of, that's right around the corner.
0: Okay. So until ne- um two weeks. In two weeks, we've got the OKI coming on, the city team from um, Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. And we'll see you in two weeks